Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey Status Post Adulting fam, this is Sammy and Michelle and you're listening to the 40th episode of Status Post Adulting. That is correct. This is the start of season 3. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you. Thank you. Today, we will be talking about horrible advice. This is part two of a two-part series where we are going through terrible advice which has been given to us throughout the years. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Sammy. Always love a good Halloween time. Thanks to you, mostly, because you love Halloween. I'm obsessed with Halloween. I said it the last episode, and I will say it again. I love everything about Halloween. We used to travel a lot for Halloween. Well, okay, we traveled twice. We really thought it was going to become a thing. But pre-pandemic, we used to... What was the second time? We went to Austin. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm, good times. Yeah, pre-pandemic, we thought traveling for Halloween would be a thing. We go to places with ghost stories and spooky history and haunted places but not a haunted house because i do not like that we are very scared yes i do not need things popping out at me and getting me overly alarmed yes and really by spooky places sammy means new orleans yeah like places with a lot of history historical we went there for halloween one year with two of our friends and it was crazy because we decided to get our palms red by this psychic my first mm-hmm. time getting read by a psychic we thought it'd be fun to do on halloween and personally she was crazy accurate for me mm-hmm. me too so she was reading my palm sammy and she started talking about my relationships and she told me that i was going to go through a breakup which actually weirdly enough i knew because i was in a relationship where we had talked about how we weren't going to stay together forever stupid you do when you're in your early 20s but i was like okay tell me more and she was like but a key thing is don't get back together otherwise it will completely ruin your friendship and so a few months later we mutually agree to break up sammy moves to san francisco i end up dealing with it pretty well for a month and then max comes back says hey I want to do this for real, for real. Let's get back together. And in the back of my mind, yes, I completely ignored the psychic. And I was like, why did you do that? Great idea. I'm so excited. Sammy cried. (laughs) She was super (laughs) against it. And probably the spirits were communicating through me, to be honest. Fast forward to Halloween. And I got dumped on Halloween. One year later, full on dumped. And it was very bad for, obviously, our relationship, because that ended, but also just for our friendship. And it ended up tanking. Cue into our story last week about my IUD disaster. Not related, <laughs> but same time period. But crazy is that I thought about it later, and I was like, dang, that psychic was right. 
we actually ended up seeing her again and she was good. Yes, we went to New Orleans again and she literally just has like a little stand and we didn't even really remember her. But I was like, I'm going to go to whichever psychic that I feel the good vibes from. And it was her again. And she was once again very on point. I was very creeped out. All that to say, maybe listen to the psychics when they tell you not to get back together with people. I don't know why it's so hard. We we are talking about this psychic who we had good vibes with. But there was another <laughs> encounter Sammy and I had with a psychic. We were in the mall. Yes, that's right. The mall. Consumeristic psychic. <laughs> Needless to say, going through the like, I think we were walking through that like the perfume section, and all of a sudden, this young woman, teenager for sure, walks up to me. She's very soft spoken, and she is like looking at me. She's like kind of like looking sideways at Sammy, and she's like side eye. She's like, hey, like I just wanted to tell you that you have a really beautiful aura. And obviously, I was like, thank you. (laughs) I felt it, but thanks so much. But then she continues. But like, I just think there's some people in your life that's like bringing you down, like really, really bad energy. Cue side eye to Sammy. Cue Sammy getting upset. (laughs) And she was like, and if you like want to come with me to like the back, like I can do like a reading on you. Let me tell y'all. Okay, bye was not about to be taken <laughs> i was like no thank you i'm good we are leaving and i was like what do you mean people around her with bad energy like who are you talking about sammy has been salty about this literally since that happened five years ago i've been salty i've been insecure i've been asking michelle like do you <laughs> think i have a bad energy around you do you want me to get away from you let me know this was also coincidentally around the time of my breakup so i was like oh i think that that's just about needing to cut out people in my life that way i really don't think like sammy's obviously great energy for me thank you you are wonderful sam and i would also not listen to that child psychic at any point no offense. Maybe she's good. I don't know. But it was creepy. It was weird. It like did it. seem like she was trying to take you, to be honest. Let me tell you, it would have been a horrible decision to go talk to her. In other horrible news, today we will be finishing our two-part series about horrible advice given to us throughout the years. First, don't take advice from a psychic in the perfume section of a mall. In fact, try to shut out all voices coming to you in the perfume section. <laughs> You will save a lot of money that way. Our first piece of bad advice, one that we heard a lot growing up and we definitely took a little too far, is time is money. Mm. Oh, yes, Michelle. I took this one way too far. Like, way, way, way too far. We heard that time is money. And you know what? Turns out time is only money if you want to waste money. (laughs) I know there's people out there, they're super frugal and they're like doing everything by themselves and they're like doing everything the hard way because they don't want to spend any money on anything. And let me tell you, that's not me. I heard that time is money and I got a laundry service to do my laundry, which honestly was almost harder than doing my own laundry because I had to be there on time when they brought the laundry back. And we had laundry in our apartment, a rarity in a city like San Francisco. Yes, we had a laundry machine too. I decided that I needed in-house massages, which again, almost (laughs) harder to do than to actually go to a massage place because then I had to like clean out this room, 
make sure it's big enough to fit this massage bed that someone's bringing in. In our four-bedroom apartment. Yeah, it's like not very peaceful because we also have three roommates. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, poor decision number two. Three, I was getting tons of food delivered. Like I think I got a food delivery service at some point. No, you convinced somebody on next door to no. like cook food for you at one point. No, 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 that was I didn't convince them to cook food for me. They were offering to do that. Actually, that that service was really good. Yeah, he brought you a flower. That wasn't a service. That was a man. Who- <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding a lot more romantic than it was. Okay, <laughs> this is a Turkish gentleman living in our neighborhood who was cooking food for multiple people. He happened to also get flowers from a local, and he gave them to everybody, not just me, who was receiving food <laughs> that day. <laughs> Listen, I would not be complaining about somebody bringing me food and flowers. <laughs> what else? Oh, <laughs> one time I was at home sick, probably because I was not sleeping enough because I was partying too much. Work hard, play hard. Yes, work hard, play hard. See previous episode. I had to be home off work and I never. I don't like to take a day off work. And on top of that, I wasn't able to catch up on anything that I need to catch up on. No, you were, Sam, you were deliriously sick. You were, had, like, I think over 100 degree fever. You were, like, not doing good. This is pre-pandemic also. You, I think you'll see in, like, five seconds why that's important to mention. Yeah, that's true. Because 1,000% this would not happen today. Yeah. Like, I was very, very ill. Like, I could not get out of bed. But I was, I got on my phone and I got on TaskRabbit. <laughs> and then I hired someone to, like, come to our house and slice the bottom of my door Slice the bottom of my door because I was having this issue where every time I'd open the door, the carpet pile was too high and I would push on the carpet and then scrunch it. It's driving me insane. So this person came and like sliced part of the bottom of the door off so that the door would open and close smoothly. And this other person came from TaskRabbit and they put together all my Ikea furniture, which I had just ordered. It was a productive day, even though I couldn't do crap. You know, maybe that one might be worth it. That one might be a good time. That might be an exception to this whole time is money being bad advice. I remember coming. I remember leaving you. You were sick. I was like, okay, come home. (laughs) I check on you. You're like lying in bed weak. I like turn. Your bookshelf is fully made. (laughs) And I was just like, what has happened today? But it is so true. I mean, we have spent money on a lot of things that we should not have. And the truth is, is yes, time is money. There are a lot of advantages to saving time by hiring someone else to do something for you. There are plenty of examples why it is important to save time with money, but you can really go too far with it. Yes, like maybe pick two or three, but don't choose all of them. If you're not saving any money and you're using all the services, you're really just like going to work to pay for all these services. You live in a city like San Francisco, too. You can hire somebody to do something for you all the time. Mm-hmm. They got gig this, gig that. Wait in line at the DMV. Worth it. That one, that one would be worth it. It's <laughs> San Francisco for sure. That's true. Though you can also just book your appointment. I mean, wait in line. People will sit at tables for you. I mean, it's a good business. Honestly, I'm going to flip that. You got some time. <laughs> There's a good way to earn money. So true. Stand in line for other people. But yes, yeah. Don't take the time and money thing too far because you can take it too far and you need to do the math to see if you're taking it too far. Yeah, I think this was just something we heard a lot when we were growing up. Like, oh, you know, it's worth it because time is money, time is money. And sometimes, sometimes money's money. Money's money. (laughs) Money's money. So 
make sure you're not living above your means by doing all of these crazy things. Little did we know in the 90s that you really truly could have somebody do your laundry, make your food, build your bookshelf, massage you in your home. It just gets over the top. And our next piece of horrible advice is don't save up for a golden casket. Something that I had heard growing up, which I thought very comical, was why do people save all of this money? Are they trying to have a golden casket? This was Sammy's mantra. It was my mantra for a while, honestly. I was like, why do I need to save all this money for literally no reason? Like, I just didn't see a reason. Obviously, I didn't know about fire then. And I would joke around with my coworkers, aka other people who were Henry's, high income earners, not rich yet, aka not rich ever. And we would find ways to spend our disposable income, aka be the targets of the capitalist ecosystem. Luckily, I found fire and got out of this crazy mindset. But pretty much the premise is there's no reason to save all your money just so that you can die and never spend it or just like hoard it and die. There's a couple of reasons why this is actually just false. One, having money, like when you know you have three months or six months or a one-year emergency fund, like that much money saved up, you feel more relaxed. That's something that people don't tell you when they're talking about the golden casket. When you have money saved up, you feel relaxed because whatever happens is not going to like break you. You'll have money saved up. You're going to be okay. If you want to take a year off to go do something fun, you can do it. If you want to go take a year off to do something practical or to help your family, you can do that. If you don't have a choice or you get fired, you can be at least a little bit okay that you will not run out of money for X amount of time. Yeah, Sammy. I think with everything that's happened in the last couple of years too, we've seen how fragile everything is and how easy it is to be able to to potentially lose your job no matter the industry that you're in, no matter what you do for a living. The truth is, is that you never know when you're going to need money, both in the short term, like in an emergency fund, but also in the long term. The truth is, is that we live long lives. And yes, we don't know when we're going to go from this earth, but you don't want to run out of money either. Exactly, Michelle. And the second part of that is, Then you have money that is also saved up and invested. And that's not money that's being hoarded. That's actually an income stream. That money actually makes money. Once you start saving it, you see, oh, look, my money made almost as much as I did this month or more than I did this month if the market's really high. And then you start to realize it's not just a hoard of money that's just going to become a golden casket. It's actually another source of income a source of income that could one day potentially completely liberate you from having to do W-2 work. Or even if you still choose to do the work, it's literally a choice because you always have that nest egg to fall back on. Absolutely, Sammy. And really what the phrase or the piece of advice is meant to convey is just spend all your money. Who cares? You don't need it. And I think that's the most problematic part about it. Obviously, your finances are much more nuanced than that. And so it's important to have a plan for your money. We talk about this all the time in so many different ways, but it's important to have a plan. And yeah, it might be nice to YOLO until you go, but you got to think for your future. And really, YOLOing is not as fun as saving money and building a giant nest egg. Tell that to Drake. I'll let Drake know. Uh, You might also want to address his song, Money in the Grave. (laughs) 
I mean, these are contradicting each other a bit. <laughs> and so for our final piece of horrible advice, we actually brought in two concepts that we love, but that cannot be used 100% of the time. The first one is say yes to everything. And the second concept is hell yes or no by Derek Sivers. On the first one side, the say yes to everything, we're talking about saying yes to every opportunity, every connection that comes your way. It's all about planting tons of seeds because you never know which seed will lead to an opportunity that will be useful to you in the future. So just say yes to everything, even the smallest things, because who knows what can come about. On the other hand, we have Derek Sivers' advice, hell yes or no. Another piece of advice that I also love. In this piece of advice, he is saying, we have a limited amount of time, we have a limited ability, we have limited finances. We cannot say yes to everything. If you say yes to too many things, you're just going to get worn out doing all this crap that you don't want to do all day long. Instead, don't say yes unless it's a hell yes. It's either a hell yes or it's a no. That way you leave some time and some mental energy for yourself. Both of these are great pieces of advice. The problem with them is both of them are actually great for different seasons of our life. Exactly, Sammy. Both of these are great advice. I've applied both to my life and it's been great. However, they are contradictory. On one hand, say yes to everything. On the other hand, only say yes if it's a hell yes. Otherwise, say no. There are different seasons in your life where one might be more appropriate than the other. And a lot of that has to come from your own personal reflection. For me, when I was leaving San Francisco, I was totally overwhelmed. I had a lot going on. I had tons of friends. There were a lot of events. I wanted to make sure that I was picky when I was saying yes to things because otherwise I wouldn't even be able to get a day to myself. That immediately changed when I moved to Austin and I really didn't know literally anybody. I knew one person in the city. And so I decided to say yes to everything. Want to go two-stepping? Say yes. Go to a concert of a band I've never heard of? Sure. Say yes. Go to a party for half a Santa Con. Don't know what it is. Sure. I'll say yes. And it made such a big difference for me. I was able to meet so many different people. I dated someone I met through a friend. I went through all of these different experiences and it was really, really rewarding. Even though I was saying yes to things that honestly, I would never have necessarily planned on my own. And also sometimes I said yes to things that weren't fun, but it really paid off because I didn't know anyone and I needed to put myself out there and make myself uncomfortable. That's so true, Michelle. I think when you're in a new situation, a new city, even a new job, like I remember when I started my job, I would say yes to everything. Who wants to take the walk-in? It's me. Who wants to work an extra shift? It's me. Who wants to do this random event at the school? It's me. But I was saying yes because I also wanted to get experience doing these things, learn how to get comfortable doing these things. And I think you're also, you know, showing people that you're open, you're willing to participate, you're a team player. And it's for that season, it's really appropriate. But seasons change. Yes, they do. Winter comes. <laughs> Depending where you live. And you want to be a recluse and you've planted all your seeds and now you have so much going on that you really need to say hell yes 
or no. Amen, Tammy. There's definitely a season for that too. I know both of us have had periods in our life where we just feel like there's just so many potential social commitments or work commitments or a pandemic. A pandemic. <laughs> well, I'm tired. It's a pandemic. Okay, yeah, yeah, a pandemic, a pandemic. Things that come up that make it so like you just have like limited bandwidth for a lot of people that could be having a kid where you're like, you know what? I just have less bandwidth for things that I don't love. It doesn't mean you hate everything, but it just means that you're only going to say yes to the things that you absolutely love so that you can make space for yourself and for things that you actually enjoy. I think they're both really great pieces of advice, and I just wanted to call them horrible because it matched our theme. (laughs) Because it matched our theme. Well, I think the horrible part, Sammy, is if you take one of those and you drag it a little bit too far into the wrong season. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you move to a new location, you're like, hell yes or no, you might find yourself alone and cold and in a dungeon by yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're tired and busy and you don't have the time, energy, money, whatever it is, and you're saying yes to everything, you're not going to be happy because you're going to be exhausting yourself. Exactly. You're not going to be helping anybody by spreading yourself then. The key thing there, I think, Sammy, is always reflect, make sure it makes sense for you at that time, and apply it. Because we love the idea of putting ourselves out there. And we also love the idea of saying, uh, nah, I need a little time for myself. Exactly, Michelle. So, the takeaways for this episode. One, there's a season for everything. And if it's a season to be saying yes to everything, then it's that season. If it's a season to be saying no to everything, it's that season. It doesn't mean the advice is terrible. It just means that it applies during a certain time period. Sammy, that's so true. I would say with most advice, anytime someone tells you something, keep in mind that it might have made sense for you at one point in your life, but maybe it doesn't now, or maybe it will in the future. Sammy and I both have mentioned that we have both lived by time is money and I don't want a golden casket. And in so many ways, we don't regret anything that we've done in our life. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we want, we, we're happy we also learned to be a little bit more fiscally responsible. Yes, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are on the other side of those fiscally irresponsible coins, and they're the super frugal person who needs to start taking some of that advice and loosening up the reins a little bit. So we all know ourselves. There is no one-size-fits-all advice for anyone, and I think that's what really makes these pieces of advice horrible. Horrible, ghostly, spooky, ghastly, black cats, candy corn. No. Anyway, let us know if you've enjoyed this side of things, taking a look at deconstructing advice that we think is questionable. There's definitely a lot of it out there. Use your filters, people. You're going to hear a lot of it from the TV, from the TikToks, from the Instagram, from the... It's all over there. (laughs) Use your judgment. And if you've been hearing any advice that you thought was bad, please message us. We want to know the chismes about all the bad advice. Let us know. We want some tea. We would love to do another series at some point with the bad advice you are hearing out there. Mm-hmm. Heck, we don't know what the kids are saying these days. It could be really bad. Big, fake stuff. Tell us. Tell us. Send us a direct message at our Instagram at statusposadulting. Send us an email that is postadulting at gmail.com. You can find all of our show notes in your podcast platform or on our website, statuspostadulting.com. 
tell a friend, share this podcast, let us know what you think, leave us a review if you feel like it, and enjoy your Halloween. Be safe out there and have a great time. Have a spooktacular Halloween. I hope it's filled with ghastly ghouls and dreadful Draculas. And maybe Squid Games. I don't know what that means, but I think it's going to be popular this year. (laughs) Maybe Squid Games, whatever that is. But most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.